Welcome to the Weed Smart Regional Update with me, Jessica Strauss, the Weed Smart Communications Lead. This is a new podcast in these crazy times as in-person events can no longer go ahead. So each Monday we'll have an expert from a different cropping region to provide a regional weeds focused update. Let's get into it. On today's regional update podcast, we're going to focus on the weed matricaria, which has been a growing concern in Western Australia's eastern wheat belt since it first emerged in the late 1960s. Matricaria has spread to neighbouring regions and developed into a weed of serious concern for growers, particularly those in the Geraldton and Quinana port zones. Alice Douglas from DPIRD, which is the WA Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, joins us to explain how to identify and control this weed. Alex does join us. How are you going, Alex? Oh, I'm good, thanks, Jess. How are you? Really good. Thanks for joining us. Can you firstly just tell us a bit about your role with DPIRD? Okay, yeah, I work with the crop protection team at DPIRD, so that's the Weeds, Pests and Diseases group, and I'm based down at the Catanning office, where I've been for 30 years or so. Yeah, just a short while. (laughs) I know. So I've been working on a a range of projects over that time, mainly concerned with weeds as my major focus, so weed management, weeds in pastures, things in crops, that sort of stuff, integrated weed management. And currently I'm leading a a national project that's co-funded with GRDC looking at what's called locally important weeds. So these are weeds that are important to a local area so they may not be statewide or nationwide, but they're really important for a small area or a growing area like matricaria, the weed we're talking about today. Okay. And so why is matricaria on the radar again as a weed of concern? Well, it's been in our eastern wheat belt sort of basically like a, I suppose you'd call it a sleeper weed. It's been there kicking along since the 60s. Well, really, since the turn of the century, the last century, (laughs) but but ticking along since the 60s. But basically, from about the mid to late 90s, it's really started to take off. And that may be as a result of several things, like a change in the the local climate, so more or or less summer rainfall, changes in tillage that we're doing, Mm. changes in stocking regime, those sorts of things. So it's probably a complex of all of that, but whatever it is, It's leading to this weed, finding it more areas to grow into. So it's spreading from the eastern wheat belt, so both Quinana zone up into the Geraldton zone, and there's even some of it down around Esperon. Yeah, so quite widespread. So for growers who might not be familiar with this weed, how do they identify it? What are the key characteristics? Okay, well, there's two species of matricaria that basically when their seedlings look almost identical and it's only when they start to flower that you can tell them apart. So for the most part we sort of lump them together and just call them matricaria. So when it's flowering it's actually very easy to identify it. It has a bright yellow, really glowing yellow ball shaped flower head without the normal petals. So it's just like a ball on a stick or a group of balls on a stick. But when it's literal it can look like other things. The thing that really identifies it is it smells very unpleasant. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, so, and it's even when, when it's a tiny little seedling, so they've just got the first leaves out of the ground, it will still have that characteristic smell. Strong so stench. You, yeah, so, <laughs> so if, you, if you're walking through and you find this patch of stuff that could look like a cotchula or another daisy-type weed because it's in that family, it's a broadleaf daisy-related plant and you crush up the leaves it will have this distinctive smell and of course 
it keeps that smell right through and even the seed has that smell. So once you've smelled it, you don't you don't forget. Yes, okay, that makes sense. And before we get into how to control this weed, why is it such a concern? What makes this weed problematic for breaker cropping and, and pastures and that kind of thing? What's what's the issue with this weed? Yeah, well, it, it sets a lot of seed. So it, it's usually about 5,000 seeds of plant. But it, in areas where there's no no disturbance or it's not upset by anything, so around rock heaps and stuff, it could be you know, 100,000 seeds per plant. So it's quite prolific. The seeds will live in the soil for at least five years, quite possibly longer, and it spreads by wind and traffic. So it can get stuck into bits of equipment and dirt on machinery and be transported all over your farm, those sorts of things. Stock don't eat it. So once it's in a paddock, you may not notice it because we have a lot of yellow flowered things that are all flowering at the same time, like cave weed and so on. Yeah. So you may not notice, oh, that's a slightly different yellow until the whole paddock is covered in it. So it's a bit tricky. But the, the sheep don't eat it. So they'll eat everything else. Except so, that. <laughs> except that. <laughs> so, so you end up with a paddock full of something that is it's not palatable. It doesn't have a lot of forage value. So even if they did eat it, they probably wouldn't do very well. That sort of thing. So, and it tends to take over right. over a paddock. Yeah, that doesn't sound good at all. So, in light of that, how should growers go about controlling this weed if they do find it on their property? All right. Well, there's obviously the sooner you can find it, the better. So, just being aware of what you've got in your in your property. So, if, if you do, or if you have a piece of machinery that you share with another farm, so you've got several blocks, so you're moving machinery around between farms, so know what you've got on your property and what might come in and just sort of be vigilant. And if you find something different, get it identified. That's the the biggest trick because when it's smaller, it's much easier to control. But when it's not only big plants but taken over the whole area because then you've got seed banks and so on to deal with too. So when it's little, things like bromoxyl and bromoxyl diflufenican mixes will be valuable in some of the subclover pastures and also some cereal crops. There are other herbicides that you can use that are specific for cereal crops that will work on broadleaf weeds, and matricaria will be included in that. But once again, it needs to be when the plant is small, so six true leaves, not much bigger than five, six centimetres across, because the smaller a plant is, the easier it is to kill. If you miss on those early times, well, I have found that you can use spray topping, so seed set control with things like glyphosate and paraquat. Seed set control is quite common in pastures for grass seed, but I've used it in matricaria, and it will it will kill the seeds as well as burn off the plant. So the, the flowering parts of the plant will die, and it will upset seed viability. So that can be quite useful as well, but there may be also subsequent damage sometimes to the the underlying pasture legume sometimes. Yeah. But, but yeah. most growers, if they've done feedback control for grasses, will have a bit of an understanding on how that works. Yeah. Okay. And then we've also had a look in, in fallow situations because in a lot of our eastern wheat belt and drier areas, not, not every year is a cropping year and there may not be much pasture coming through. So essentially we have a fallow. So in those situations, Things like a glyphosate mix applied with 2,4-D and carfentrazone for a fallow, that's been quite effective. 
and also uh, cuff endrosone with paraquat has also been quite a useful mix as well. Okay, great. Well, that's a really good overview of matricaria, which is, yeah, sounds like really awful. Not only is it taking over pastures, but it smells bad too. I mean, what a combination. Is there anything else that you would like to share with growers around this topic that you think would be helpful or do you reckon we've, we've covered the nuts and bolts of what they need to know? I think we've got most of it. So, yeah, I just wanted to stress again that if you can find it early and deal with it early or know the area of your farm it's in so you can put more effort into that area, I think it will be really a benefit because once you've got it, it's very hard to get rid of. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, we'll put the release which has all the pictures. We'll put a link to that release that has been put out on this weed and we'll put some pictures of it as well with the podcast notes so that you can have a good look at it after you listen to this podcast and be on top of it if you do happen to find it on your property. But thank you so much, Alex. Really appreciate you joining us for the regional update. No problem, Jess. A pleasure.